This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien, your host. Really excited to bring you another episode today. We have Joel Campbell joining us, who is one of the co-founders and the COO of Oncord, a web platform for websites, socials, all sorts of digital things. And Joel will be able to tell you way more about it than me. Joel, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me, Jack. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing super well for this uh, Friday afternoon at the time of recording. Tell me, what has your day entailed so far, mate? Um, so far, it's been pretty good. Usually, we, we have a bit of a motto on Friday where we look at the main things that we've got to do for the next week. So, we say, what are the fewest number of things that we have to do next week to win? And then we kind of mark them off. So, um, yeah, a bit of a team powwow this morning. And then, yeah, looking forward to, to chatting with you today. Love it. Awesome, mate. I like the language, powwow. That's actually something that we use inside <laughs> CM. Uh, we'll play. Tech industry <clears throat> kind of thing as well. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got a couple of rapid fire icebreaker questions for you before we get started. Are you ready? Yeah. Super. Firstly, what are you reading or learning right now? Yeah, I'm reading a book at the moment actually called Ad Creep by Mark Bartholomew. So I originally heard about it on Seth Godin's podcast. Um, and it's a really interesting look at how advertising and marketing permeates modern life. And it's, it's a look at why we need to set some boundaries, both sort of personal and, and legislative to, I guess, protect us from it and, and create ad-free spaces in our life. So, yeah, I'm about halfway through it. Really recommend it. Great book. Yeah, right. I'm going to add that to my Amazon wish list. That's awesome. Yeah, take Number that. two, who inspires you? Oh, um, look, I, I definitely have to say my team, the, the people around me. Uh, we've, we've been lucky enough to surround ourselves with just extremely talented people and it's it's actually often the most junior team members um coming in with a new perspective that i would say that i'm learning the most from there's a popular steve jobs quote that is a, lo- a lot of companies find great people and tell them what to do and we like to find great people and let them tell us what to do and i think that's definitely mm-hmm. um been a core of our culture and yeah um it's been amazing learning from from some of the the younger um members of our team so good i love that yeah, and I think that's uh, at the risk of going off topic really early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's really relevant for private practice owners uh, and I think about the, the new grads or the recent grads that we bring in that have such unique, fresh perspective and energy and up to date with evidence and current practice. So that's, uh, there's a great learning to write down yeah. there or if you're driving, pull over, pause and uh, jot that down. Joel, number three, what did you want to be growing up? Um. When I was really young, I don't, I don't quite remember, but definitely by the time I got out of high school, I, I had a love of economics. Um, that was my major in uni. And it just had this great combination of, of math and psychology and technology. And economics is really just about sort of understanding humans and the fact that we all have way more in common than what most of us realize, um, especially in the way we react, here, react to things and, and perceive things. And yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> funny. I can imagine at school just, you roll and just going, I love economics and math. <laughs> <laughs> Not the sexiest answer. Hey, could I change? I, I wanted to be a, a vet or a firefighter. Yeah, that's so, right. Pilot. Yeah. Um, cool, mate. And what, what's a motto that you try and live by? Definitely in my work, I like, um, I like Simon Sinek's motto of uh, leaders eat last from, mm-hmm. from his book of the same name. So 
that that concept that the epitome of good leadership is is to make personal sacrifices for the people that you're leading. I think that's really important. So good. Love it. That's one of our top 10 recommended books for our Business Academy members awesome. as well. Love yeah. it, mate. So talk us through the journey then of you know, the, the young kid who loves economics at school <laughs> through yep. to now co-founder of a, a tech company web platform. What, what were the steps in between? Fill in the blanks. Um, yeah, so I guess um, before Encore, I, I, I spent a lot of time in different startups. I was generally working in like a, a go-to-market capacity. So my job was often to, to grow and scale the business as quickly as possible. And, and often I was working with very limited resources, usually had fairly significant budget constraints around what I was doing. So trying to stay lean was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I always thought I was doing things as efficiently as possible. And then I, I met Scott and Alex, who were the two original members of Encore um, at a conference. And I was just blown away by the, the platform they'd created. And I, I realized that the way that I'd been working and the approach I'd been taking towards growing these businesses was basically broken. So to unpack that a bit, the, the situation I was in, and I think it's one that a lot of business owners can relate to, is I, I was sort of running a WordPress website. I had a web developer that I'd speak to when I wanted to make a change on the website. Usually it would use a lot of plugins and every now and then they'd break and I'd, I'd get a hold of a dev to get them fixed. And then I'd have a, a contact database sitting in a different piece of software and my email marketing in a different piece of software and my analytics somewhere else and something else for landing pages. And, and none of these things were really talking to each other very well. So I was spending a lot of time sort of importing and exporting data just to get the job done. And if you'd asked me at the time, I probably would have said that I was growing an online presence by leveraging technology. Um, and looking back now, I'd, I'd say that I was probably just sort of wrangling technology more than anything. And then, yeah, I, I met Scott and Alex. They'd been in a similar position a few years earlier. And at that point, they'd had this vision, which is that all of these tools that they're wrangling, they should be in one place, in one platform, one monthly price, integrated and ready to go right out of the box. And um, after what I, I saw what they'd built, um, I was blown away. It didn't take me long to decide that I wanted to use a platform in my own work and, and that actually... I wanted to become part of that vision as well. So I joined the company and then I bought part of the company. And now, um, yeah, I mean, my team are just out there spreading the word every day. I love it. And uh, I think it's a really interesting insight in, in pulling all of those silos together of, like I said, a contact database, website, socials. Can you speak to why that's important from a I'm thinking about the clinic owners who are listening who probably have, you know, maybe three, five, ten different software subscriptions floating around their clinic. What are the benefits to pulling all that into one central place? Um, yeah, well, you said it. I mean, you know, logging in and out of different accounts is one thing. Generally, there's some issues around data protection. You want to know where your data is most of the time. You want to, you want to know where it's sitting. Managing multiple subscriptions. Maybe you've got staff members who are coming and going. Um, so there's some security te- concerns around that if you're, you're not managing all of those logins properly. Um, and really, it's about leveraging the data. So it's just so much easier to do when you have it all in one place. You have an integrated solution. You can, you can sort of create campaigns that rely on the information of previous campaigns. You can do th- things with your social that relates to how your customers are uh, interacting with your email campaign. So I'm um, definitely pulling everything together is important. There's a saying that I hear often at the moment, which is that you know, every tech company is either in the business of unbundling or bundling. And we're definitely in the business of bundling. 
Yeah, obviously there's pros and cons to everything, but yeah. that's, that's awesome. Thank you for painting that picture. What if we were to maybe proverbially swap our hats out from a client perspective or a patient perspective, what does it mean to them to interact and engage with a clinic that has a really coordinated approach online? I think it's really good to, I suppose, understand where the, where the customer journey is starting. So for a lot of clinics that, you know, I've, I've sort of spoken to, they, they really care about the customer experience. They put a lot of effort into, I guess, curating a really wonderful customer experience. When someone walks in the door, um, it might be making sure that it's a really calming, uh, nice environment or that, you know, everything's on time or that you've got like a welcome pack for the patient when they come in. But I suppose we need to remember as well that generally that's not where the patient experience is starting. Generally, it's starting well before then when the person looking for your service or having a need that they need filled is on their mobile phone looking at your website or on social media trying to find out if you're running a reputable company or if other people have had a great experience with it. So I think it's definitely important to have tools that make it really easy to have a, a great online experience, especially if you've, you've created a great service for your, your customers or your patients. Totally agree. And so like, let's, let's dive more into that client journey. I know, you know, you're a massive geek on, uh, on all things client experience and client journey. So <laughs> run us through what you see as the real opportunities for clinics to improve their client journey and client experience. I think it just has to be seamless. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's generally starting, like I said, with a search on, on mobile um, for your service. So you want to make sure that your Google, local Google listings that you're appearing as high as possible in there. You want to make sure your site is optimized on mobile. You want to make sure that you've got a, a nice kind of fluid booking system. Um, I know there's some stats at the moment where they say uh, self-service experience, then a superior experience where they actually have to speak to someone, um, which I think is quite interesting. So what that means for clinic owners is make sure that you have an online booking system that works. Make mm -hmm. sure that people can sort themselves out online. And um, yeah, I mean, it should just, it should feel really fluid. Like I was shopping at Kogan the other day and I sort of went from needing this product to the checkout experience and I realized I'd purchased the product and it was really seamless, really fluid. Sorry for international listeners, Kogan is like a discount electronics in Australia, but it was such a fluid experience that I didn't feel like I'd been sold to at any point. I didn't feel like I was in a, in a sales funnel. Everything just worked. It was really smooth and I was at checkout before I knew it. And it, it was just that feeling of the need kind of being filled mm. um, and it worked really well. What's the opposite of that, Joel? What is a clunky experience? Maybe I'm thinking about clinic owners that are perhaps blissfully ignorant or unaware that their current process is really uncomfortable and clunky. So what's an example of some clunky things that practice owners might still have in place? Generally, if, if information is out of date, that's a big one that we see just because it's, it's too, too hard a lot of the time. Um, if you're using a lot of tools that I guess aren't super intuitive, it's, it's kind of tricky to update your website. It's kind of, you know, a bit of a chore. So you end up putting it off. But yeah, definitely having up to date information is really important. That's probably the biggest one we see or someone, you know, goes to look someone up and they say, I want to make a booking with such and such. And it's like, well, that person no longer, no longer works there. So that's, really important for yeah representing a good firm having everything being accurate um having like a 
a really nice fluid workflow all the way to, to I mean, just asking the customer at the end how their experience was, you know, um, definitely like an, an automated NPS score to find out how their overall experience was at the end of it. Mm-hmm. If you're not picking up kind of what's gone wrong along the way, you definitely don't have those opportunities to improve. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on live chat and engagement, like personalization of online or digital experiences? Um, Yeah, I think it's really good. Definitely live chat is great if you have the resources to manage it. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing we see is I would say, I'd say live chat is a great experience. I, I like it when I can jump on and talk to someone. The biggest issue is when you've set everything up to revolve around live chat and you haven't actually invested in the resources or, or done the planning to say, well, is someone actually going to be there to receive these customer inquiries most of the time? And, and what's the turnaround time that we were expecting on that? If we, if we have someone front of house who's responding to these inquiries, yeah, what, how, how quickly should they be doing that? And do we have the resources and the systems in place to handle that? Mm. Can we change gears? Let's talk social media for a moment. And what yep. role does socials have to play in the digital space, the, digi- the digital infrastructure for clinic owners? Look, I think social media is important. I would say probably, probably something that I realized in the last year was that as good as it is to build an audience on social media, it's as equally important to build your own contact database, your own CRM system in an environment that you control. So I guess for a long time, we were fairly indifferent about where our customers were sitting. We'd built a good audience on Facebook and LinkedIn and we'd use those channels to communicate to those followers. And then I think around the start of last year, as everyone in, in social media which for business pages and basically to boost your post, your content was suddenly only reaching maybe 3% of your overall followers. So you might have an audience of a thousand people on Facebook who've liked your page, but if you posted something, Facebook was only showing it to 30 of them. And it was at that point that we realized the importance of having control of that customer database. And I know around that time, a lot of the businesses started running campaigns to try and get their audience off Facebook and get those audiences to opt into their own CRM systems. And we certainly did. But then we've seen a lot of these businesses are now making the same mistake with with LinkedIn or Twitter or any other platform. So I think that was the big realization for us is building a huge audience on social media is great. But unless unless you make sure that you convert that audience into your own CRM or customer list, you're actually doing the legwork to, to achieve that, you can end up beholden to these big social media companies might not always have your best interests at heart. And the other thing is as well, social media platforms have a life cycle. So 10 years right. ago, everyone was on Facebook. These days, it's you know, not, not how I spend a lot of time. I think Elon Musk put out a tweet this week as well that just said, delete Facebook, it's lame. And <laughs> I think a lot of people kind of agree. Yeah, it, you're right. Things ebb and flow. And despite trends changing over time, having contacts and building a database is perennial, as yep. Ryan Holiday would put it. So interestingly, Joel, as you know, a lot of clinics have databases of current or previous clients. Yep. They don't often build lists of leads or prospects. How can clinics build databases of prospective clients, of prospects of leads before they even come into the clinic? Because usually the only data capture mechanism clinics have is a form, whether paper or online, as the patient is beginning to become a client, not right before when they're a leader or prospects. How should we go about building those lists? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, for a long time, I would say that the, the popular kind of thought on this was to use a tool called a lead magnet, which was fairly popular on websites for a while, where you offer something on your website in return for, you know, something that the customer wants. So, you know, just say you're a physiotherapist and you maybe have a, an, an ebook about sports injuries you know, knee injuries or something. And it's just like a five page ebook and you chuck that up on your website and you say, you know, if you're in this area, give me your email address and I will send you this ebook. And that was really popular. Um, I, I definitely liked the idea for a while. I think that's kind of fallen out of favor, to be honest. I think the trend has shifted and people are a little, a little over it. Um, I'd say more than anything, what you want to do is set up systems that make it really easy for people to share and promote your product. So again, you know, if you become a customer of Oncord a couple of weeks after you become a customer, you're going to get an email that says, how was your experience? Give us, give us a rating on, on one to 10. So NPS score, meaning net promoter score. And if they fall anywhere in the, the eight or nine or 10 bracket, um, we say, would you like to give us a a testimonial, would you like to share our service with your friends and, and get, you know, give them $100 off their first use and get $100 off your bill? And, and yeah, we sort of have developed that system to make it really easy for, for people to share it. I think that's sort of an original kind of growth hacking principle as well you see in the software industry, which is how do we set up our product or service in a way that makes it really easy to go viral, really easy to share. That's awesome, mate. Thank you. And uh, you're right, having those things automated can really take your clinic to the next level. It means that nothing falls through the cracks and it means that the system is repeatable time after time. What if we talked about integrations? And we we touched on at the top around bundling everything together. But I know there's a couple of health-specific integrations that you at Oncourt have worked with and and also, you know, the Myobs and Zeros of the world. Yep. Let's let's go into the product specifics. How does that work? How does an integration work for Oncourt? So um, we've built uh, integrations with accounting softwares, um, payment gateways. We've built an integration with a a health-specific app called Clinico that I know has been on the podcast before. So we've built an integration and it essentially creates a live way, two-way sync between your Clinico CRM and your Oncord CRM. So it's combining all that great practice management functionality of Clinico with all the marketing and communications functionality of Oncord. So uh, an example might be you're a, you're a physio, say, and you're using both Oncord and Clinico. You can set up an automated campaign where you tell the system to look out for any time a contact in your Clinico CRM visits a blog post that you've created related to elbow pain and then automatically run a check and, and see if that person's attended an appointment with a specialist and then automatically detect if they, if they haven't, wait a week and send them an email with a promotional offer. So you can leverage sort of both systems and yeah, generally get that force multiplier where you're getting a whole lot of loaded, new loaded functionality out of both. Mm, unreal. That's, uh, that's awesome. What about the zero integration or mile, but what's the benefits of making your website talk to your accounting software? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, if you're selling products online, I think it's super important. So we probably see more clinic owners doing is that oh, oh, definitely in the gym space, we've seen this a lot as well, is 
Um, someone's created a really great brand that people love. They want to see if they can monetize that further and, and reach more of a market. So if you're a local gym, you're really only reaching people in, in the radius of where you have a location. But if you're monetizing it through workout plans or, you know, you're created some sort of line of protein powder or, or merchandise that people want to wear, then you're monetizing the brand by selling those products online in that way. Um, and it's really important to, to have an integration with the accounting software that you're using so that you're not having to do sort of a pull down and export of all of all of the sales that you're running through the website and then import that into your accounting data. And it's, it's just so much easier to have it live two-way sync invoices appearing straight from your online store and, and going straight into into zero or my own. Awesome, mate. Thank you for giving us that uh, behind the curtain insight there. I want to look back to, you mentioned the Clinico integration, but but it be, extends beyond just Clinico to any PMS, so that's Power Diary, Nuckle, HealthKit, Halaxy, whatever clinic owners are using. I want to ask your opinion on, you mentioned sending them targeted emails based on their behavior on your website. What's your perspective on communicating with clients or prospects, whether it be via email, SMS, a phone call? How do you see those different contact mediums play out? I guess advice on what medium the person wants to communicate through because different brands definitely have different voices and those voices, I guess, are predisposed to different channels. I think the most important thing is to actually put in the effort of setting up a communication structure, setting up technology, you know, using something like Clinico or something like Power Diary that that makes it really easy to build good long-term relationships with your customers. And definitely the aim of the game is to nurture that relationship, right? To expand it over time and using technology to, to leverage that is really important. I kind of think of it um, a lot like losing weight. Like if you want to lose weight, the information is, is out there. There's so much information online about how to mm-hmm. lose weight. Anyone who's lost a lot of weight will tell you that there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's no one correct solution. It, it just all comes back to some basic fundamentals that we already know. So if losing weight isn't, isn't about lack of information, there are, there are three main things that you need to lose weight. And it's you need to recognize something's wrong. You need to have a motivation to change things. And you need to set up your life in a way that makes it easy to stay on track. Meaning it's going to be easier to lose weight if you live next door to a gym than if you live next door to a McDonald's. And <laughs> your, your, your marketing and your communications piece and, and growing your business and having a great online presence is exactly the same. The information is out there if you want to know how to do it. If you don't have a good communications or digital marketing strategy right now, it comes down to one of those things. Either if you don't know anything's wrong, meaning you're not truly looking at it from your customer's perspective, mm-hmm. or you do know something's wrong and, and you're not really motivated to change it, which is sometimes the case. Sometimes people have sort of built a, a really good lifestyle business and they want to keep things as they are and they're, they're happy. Um, and the third is, is that it's just too hard because the systems that you've got make it too hard. So that's why I think things like Clinico, Power Diary um, and Encore are really important because it's about putting systems in place that make it really easy to achieve the nurturing of that customer relationship that you're looking for. That's awesome. There's so much gold there, listeners. I'm sure you're uh, frantically taking notes or making memos of this. Joel, let's, let's speak a little bit more specifically around Encore. What else is it that makes Encore amazing, mate? Go nuts. So basically the idea behind Encord, uh, and it's a software platform, it, it sits underneath your website and it's giving you the functionality that you need to, to manage and grow your online presence. So it's your website editor, your CRM, your social media hardware, your email marketing, your automation engine, 
online store all in one place. And, and really the idea is if you've built a great product or service, you're giving your customers a great real world experience. We want to help you make sure that the digital experience you give your customers is just as great. And, and we want to create tools that make it easy for you to do that. And that integration piece with, with Clinico is, um, is really important as well. So again, highly recommend Clinico. You know, we, we spent a lot of time thinking about expanding that functionality for our healthcare providers and our, our allied health professionals who are using the platform and looking at something that we could tie in with that would um, yeah, really give them the, the best kind of fit and Clinico came out on top. So we love it. That's awesome, mate. Thank you for sharing. And uh, listeners, I, I've seen the back end of Encord and it is, it's beautiful. It's easy. As clinic owners and as health professionals, primarily, tech isn't our strong suit. And building websites and managing database, it's, it's, not, it's not our bent. It's not our primary focus. So a platform like Encord makes it really easy for us as clinic owners to be able to make sure the right things are happening at the right time, the right way when it comes to the digital experience and the client journey online, as well as all the things that we do offline. So Joel, thank you for sharing. As we look to land this plane, do you have any other advice or insights for clinic owners who really want to create a better online experience for their patients? Is there any parting words of wisdom for those clinic owners? Yeah, definitely. Um, understanding that most, most interactions now start with the online experience, I think is really important. If you provide a great customer experience, uh, product or service in the real world, you do want a great online experience that reflects that. Um, and you do want to be able to achieve that without, without spending all your time on it as well. Um, and yeah, really understanding that the, the customer experience, I mean, it, it should be seamless. It, it shouldn't seem pushy. It shouldn't seem like a sales funnel. There's actually this thing I think about all the time when it comes to the customer journey. And it's this episode of, it's this episode of Futurama that I love where Bender meets this deity that's meant to represent this, this God-like figure. And at the end of the episode, this, this God character gives this amazing truism where he says, if you do things right, people won't be sure you've done anything at all. And that's what your customer journey wow. should be like. It, should, wow. it shouldn't feel like you're buying a product. It should just feel like this frictionless experience of a need being solved. Wow. I love it, mate. That is absolutely unreal. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Joel, if listeners want to check out Encord or find you online, those types of things, how can we do so? Um, yeah, um, definitely come have a chat to us. Um, check out, uh, go to Encord.com. So that's O-N-C ord.com hit get started to find out more we do have a live chat and it is it, uh, there is someone on it uh, all the time so um jump on the live chat have a chat to us our, our team are always have, happy to help we provide a lot of really awesome free software agnostic advice but we've, we've also got a really amazing solution that we think the most clinic owners can really benefit from Great. Thank you, mate. And we'll make sure, listeners, we link all that up over at the usual headquarters at clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. We'll pop a few LinkedIn links over there as well to check out Joel and the gang at Encord. Joel, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, mate. It's been amazing. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Great to talk to you again. And listeners, thank you for joining us. As usual, we really appreciate your honest reviews and ratings over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to this podcast. Thank you once again for joining us for this episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast and can't wait to bring you another episode again really soon. Bye for now. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.